Today's sponsor for TFE is brought to you by Amazon's Audible.com service, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash TFE radio. And welcome back, everybody, to TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored for Episode 4, The Real, for Saturday, November 21st, 2020. I'm your humble host and narrator, James Strength Navarro. Thank you once again for joining us here this week. This is our fourth week already. This is our first month doing the TFE Radio Network. How you like that? You know, we're fast-tracking with all these shows, doing three shows in one day putting it out in one day and you know you have a lot to listen to a lot to catch up on a lot to follow you will hear the sweet sultry sounds of yours truly (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) anyhow thank you very much for everyone who's joined us every week to this point uh four weeks already we're in this is our fourth week we hope that you continue to listen to us TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored. This is this very show, and of course, TFE Radio Trinidad and TFE Radio Wrestling. We've gotten some some incredible feedback, some tremendous feedback. It's nothing but been positive. Uh, still working out the kinks with certain things, certain platforms, and are putting up our links to the things that I promote and shill on this show and the other two shows, of course. Uh, you know, as we get um, more into this. Uh, the better that everything started you know starts to sound um you won't hear me flubbing and floundering and all this other stuff but i mean i'm still getting used to this you know i'm still getting used to speaking behind a mic i'm usually talking to people face to face or on video call for example most uh, more more um more accurately at the moment because obviously of what's going on it's uh video calling or just on the phone for the most part regular phone call good old-fashioned regular phone call people don't do those anymore do they anyhow i feel like if you always want to get a point across or if you want to get the conversation moving and flowing you always have a good old-fashioned phone call but anyhow that's neither here or there at the moment but thank you very much for joining us once again this week Thank you for donating. Thank you for using our unique URL for Amazon's Audible service, which you heard at the beginning of the show. And you will hear throughout the show and our uh, commercials uh, during our segments. And of course, you know, just joining us on social media as well. So how the hell is everybody doing? I swear to God, if you all respond to me, I'm getting the hell out of here. Anyhow, (laughs) uh, this past Thursday... Uh, a bit of history was made in hip-hop um, on Thursday, November 19th. It was literally two days ago on the versus battle, the very popular versus battle. Rappers Gucci Man and Jeezy ended up in a very peaceful, peaceful, despite some jabs, 
they ended up in a very peaceful versus battle with the two of them. I don't know, uh, from my understanding, actually, uh, before I say I don't know, um, I'm not sure. I would say I, I don't know, I'm not sure. I would say I don't, I'm not sure. Anyway, it's the same thing. Uh, I don't believe that these two gentlemen have ever been in the same venue under the same roof with each other since their uh, very personal situation started and sparked years ago. It was very, very interesting to see the two of them come together for the culture and for peace. And yet they did take some jabs. You know, Gucci Man started off with his, his disc record of Jeezy from years ago. Uh, it did end peacefully, and it did draw almost 2 million people. So that is pretty damn cool. Uh, it's good to see that the two gentlemen were able to put their differences aside. I mean, they got real, real, real fast with these two years ago. I don't have to go over the whole, you know, the whole history of what happened between these two gentlemen, but it was good to see that the two of them were able, for the culture, for themselves, for their fans, their supporters, their people, their crews, you know, their hoods, to come together and to do something as cool as this and to get up in front of the camera and really uh, entertain the people. You know, you almost forget when you, you see these battles, um, you almost forget sometimes the, the records, the hit records that these gentlemen or in the case of Monica and Brandy or, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg and DMX, which was one of my favorite battles to see the two of them go at it. Um, and of course, the best one to this moment. I mean, there's other been other ones, too, before these ones. My favorite one still is going to be the one that basically, that literally kicked it off. Not even basically, but literally kicked it off. And that was the Beanie Man and Bounty Killer one. That one was classic. That one was awesome. That, me being a, uh, you know, West Indian, but, but you don't even have to be West Indian, but me being a West Indian that's always loved dancehall as along with rap being my two first loves of music of course chutney and soca and calypso has always been there but you know i've always had a, an affinity for you know for dance hall and rap and to see the dance hall kick it off and to spark this what we're seeing is the very popular versus battle to see on versus tv and there are other platforms and of course on instagram live which is where a lot of us watch it you know, Beanie Man and Bounty, they, they came together um, and they killed it. But it was really good to see Gucci Man and Jeezy get together. Maybe we might see a, uh, a collaboration. Who knows? Um, it may or may not happen, but, you know, stranger things have happened. Look, they got together and they were able to put their differences aside. And, uh, you know, for the, for, the, for the culture, like I said, for themselves and for everybody, um, you know, there is... Uh, some other ones that are coming down the line, coming down the pike soon. Uh, I personally would like to see. Uh, I mean, since they've now, you know, they've they've now mended fences and they've joined forces. I would like to see. Um, I would like to see Fifty Cent and Fat Joe have a versus battle. I think that would be pretty cool. And I know we. I know you're saying you know Ti has been calling Fifty out for some time, and Fifty has been responding in kind and. I don't know where that's going. I don't know if that doesn't seem to be that personal of an issue, but uh, the versus battle between the two gentlemen, that would be pretty cool to see. But 50 and Fat Joe, I would like to see that, you know, a friendly battle between the two of them because people forget that Fat Joe 
has got hits. You know, he's got hits. He's got hit records. He's got hit albums. He's got platinum albums and 50 Cent, of course. I mean, 50 has yet to get into one of these versus battles. And this is, you would think, the man who, 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 who thrived on beef with other individuals, including Fat Joe, that he would have had one of these battles already with a number of people, at least at least one, but he hasn't had one yet. But I would say that if you really want to do something for the culture and, you know, two uh, seemingly good friends get together, I would say Joe and 50 getting together and just having a good time and just entertaining the people and just, you know, hit record after hit record, you know, My Lifestyle by Fat Joe. Y'all wanna live your lifestyle, never seen a brick, never seen a crack house. Wanna war with the dawn, have your backs out. Yeah, and 50 many men wish death upon me, blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see. Yeah, I mean, those are just some of the hit records that I love from these two gentlemen, but I would love to see these two get together and do something like that. Um, I'd like to see an LL Cool J and uh, Jay-Z. Let Jay-Z get up in there, man, and, 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 and it's, let's see, you know, if he can help to do this for the culture. I mean, I know years ago, about 15 years ago, uh, I think we're damn near close. We've already hit the 15-year mark where he had the I Declare War uh, concert where it was supposed to be supposedly, allegedly, him calling out all these different crews and rap crews and rappers it was alleged that it was going to be he's going to call out 50 cent he was going to call out um you know uh, dipset and cameron and he was going to call out this one and that one and then it ended up being basically i declare peace concert and that was of course the night that him and Nas finally shook hands on stage and performed together after years of having had rap beef of course that stayed on wax even though they did get personal with certain jabs that they took with each other so I'd like to see Jay-Z and L.O. Cool J. Uh, I don't believe that. I've seen pictures of the two of them together uh, in, in better times. And, of course, there's been, you know, L.L. has called him out throughout the years. Um, you know, it's quiet down. But L.L. has got a lifetime of of hit records and, and hit albums and multi-platinum albums. And, of course, he is the greatest of all time. And here we have Jay-Z uh, again. For those of you listening, I'm going to be honest, I'm not the greatest, biggest Jay-Z fan. He, I do like some of his records. I respect his business acumen. Um, some things about him I do find questionable. His street side, apparently. You know, he was the big drug dealer, this, that, and the third. But me being a legitimate street guy, or used to be, I just that's the part of it I find um, just questionable. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I know some of you, a lot of you from Brooklyn who do support your boy, you know, you're going to be coming at me, but it's all good. I'm just stating an opinion. I, Not every rapper, not every person that I see is going to be for me. You know, I'm always going to be a Tupac fan. I'm always going to be a Biggie fan. I'm always going to be a 50 fan or an Eminem or a Dr. Dre or DMX or Andre 3000 or a Scarface fan. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always going to be a fan of those gentlemen. And those are just to name a few. Of course, LL Cool J and so on and so forth. KRS-One. Um, Nas, I do like, you know, Ice T, um, but I and so on and so forth. But I, I'm I'm not the the biggest Jay Z fan. I, I've already stated this, but I, I believe that 
he does have hit records. I do respect his business acumen. Of course, he's done some questionable things there. Again, that's this is a whole other story and a whole other topic to talk about some other time. I don't want to just blow my load here and just completely just shit on Jay-Z because I do respect him. He is a legend in the business. He is a legend in business, period. And, uh, you know, some would disagree with me and some would disagree to um, that... Maybe I might just be a little bit harsh on my words about him, but it is what it is. Um, I would still like to see him get involved in one of these versus battles. Have him and LL have a nice friendly battle between the two. But you know LL is competitive like a motherfucker. And you know hip-hop is a competitive sport. And you know 50 has said that many times. LL has said that many times. Jay-Z has, you know, in his own little slick way has said it. Uh... I would like to see LL and and Jay-Z go at it there. Or even uh, 50 and Jay-Z. That would be pretty cool as well. Um, or Eminem and Jay-Z. How about that? You know, I could book Jay-Z's career with the versus battle like the best wrestling booker ever. You know what I mean? But um, like I said, yeah, I'm not the biggest Jay-Z fan. But I do respect uh, what he has done in the rap game. He is a legend. I will never take that away from him. He has done some big things in business that, you know, would make you just be like scratching your head, but at the same time would make you go, yo, I respect that. I respect that. You know, so uh, like I said, I'm a former street guy. You know, I just see certain things that I know I would immediately question. Not every rapper, newsflash, is legitimately from the streets. You know, they report on what they see in the streets, hanging around people who are from the streets or, you know, what they experienced you know, for a short period of time or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I can vouch for a lot of, a good few of the rappers that are legitimate street people. You know, um, 50 is one of them. DMX is another. Uh, Fat Joe is another. Um, uh, who else? Uh, man, um... Ice-T is another. Snoop Dogg's another. Um, people are questioning T.I. right now. I'm going to be honest. People are questioning T.I. now. But I would have said T.I. I would have said... Um, I would still say, actually... Um, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. But those are just a few. I would say that those are just a few that I would say that are very much... Uh, legitimate street guys in the business of course Tupac I would say uh, Biggie Biggie Smalls I would say he was too he was uh, a crack dealer for a short period of time but you know it happened uh, big uh, big pun legitimate street guy a fearless legitimate street guy he did sell crack back in the late 80s I believe it was 87 88 and he's you know his, his pictures and the documentaries you see and Things that, you know, you find out about certain rappers that you're like, yeah, or you're told if you're in the streets like how I was, you do get, you know, get told certain things about certain people, you know. Um, but anyway, this is a whole story, a whole other topic to get to some other time, I'll be honest. But um, True Life is another one. There you go. True Life. True Life is a legitimate street guy. Um, you know, 
again, I'm drawing a blank. When I can clear my head a little bit more so I can get to my next point, I will eventually go over who I would think, uh, the official list of who I think and feel and know for a fact are legitimate street guys that came from the streets and turned into rappers. Oh, Trick Trick is another one. Um, but anyway, we'll get to that some other time. But the versus battle, uh, very cool to see the two gentlemen get together, Gucci Man and Jeezy. It was good to see that, uh, you know, like they were friendly and that they were able to uh, to show that friendliness with each other and not be fake and phony about it. Because I do believe that both these gentlemen, despite their little intricacies, they are, you know, straight up just... They, they respect each other, and it's it's all cool, it's all good, it's all gravy. And, uh, you know, let's see what else uh, Versus comes up with. You know, Versus is being uh, produced and uh, executive produced for the most part by Swiss Beats and Timbaland. Uh, and we will see what comes next. Uh, you know, I would like to see even the females. I mean, we did, we did see um, Monica and Brandy, but I would like to see... Uh, I mean, for the culture. I mean, let's face it. At this point, um, let's face it. I, I think maybe, I think if if you really just want to just like squash everything, I think this would be a good thing to do, is to have little Kim and Foxy Brown. But I mean, um, I'm not sure what Foxy Brown's uh, level of performance is like now because I mean, obviously she had the hearing issues. Uh, I hope she's doing a lot better, and plus she's a fellow Trinidad, and you got to wish the best for her, of course, in that sense. But uh, Foxy Brown and, and Little Kim would like to see that, would like to see, because they both got hit records. You know, they got hits, got, you know, hits. So I would like to see that. Um, <laughs> beyond, speaking of Jay-Z, Beyonce and J-Lo, I'd like to see the two of them have a versus battle. That would be pretty cool. That would be awesome to see the two, the two lovely ladies get together and, and do something there, you know. Again, for the culture and just for the pure sheer entertainment, that would be awesome to see these two lovely ladies going at it like that with record after record. And Beyonce's got hits. I am not going to lie; she's got hits. J Lo's got hits, um, you know. But anyhow. Uh, I think that is it for the versus battle. I didn't want to talk too much about it, but, um, you know, you all saw it. I mean, two million of us saw it. Uh, it's not much more to say about it. Um, having said that, I do hope that they continue the versus battle because this has been something, despite the, uh, the pandemic, that has sort of just uh, has squeaked through the cracks of the pandemic and has entertained us. I mean, I... Again, when I go back to the Beanie Man and Bounty Killer, uh, that first night, that first real versus battle that they had, it was like, man, I was super entertained. And I saw a lot of my uh, friends in the uh, the chat, because you could see the chat when you're watching it on Instagram, as you know, and you could see who, who was there like when you first joined. So I saw a bunch of my people, and a few of them uh, had sent me the link when I was already on there, not knowing that I was already joining the group, you know, the millions of people that was watching that night. And I remember seeing Ja Rule, I remember seeing Ashanti, I remember seeing a bunch of rappers, Nas, and all of them in the chat, you know, just blowing up the chat with, you know, hearing every record that Beanie was coming out with from his archive and Bounty from his archive. And it was just really cool to see 
all forms of music getting together and all different people, you know, whether you're a supporter or you're an artist or entertainer, whatever the case have you, you're, you're coming out and you're seeing them on the chat, like myself included, and just like just blazing up the chat with, you know, fire emojis and big tune and all that. And, you know, we, we got to get back to that. Let's just hope that it continues after, you know, this whole pandemic is finally over. Because, you know, it, it's something that definitely is sticking. It's something that is definitely entertaining. I think that they did rush a few um, after the Bounty Beanie one. I think they could have given it a bit more time. Uh, you know, they had the Nelly and, and uh, the Nelly and Ludacris one, which was like, I enjoyed that one too because they both have hits like monster records. But I will always give Luda Chris. I would always give Luda the the nod in that one because Luda it was a monster on the mic. I would like to see more music from both gentlemen. You know, obviously any of the artists that are in these versus battles, even Patty Labelle, Miss Patty Labelle, Miss Miss Labelle, if you will. You know, I would like to see all of them come out with new music and just. You know, I, no offense to the um, to the young cats, but you know, respect to all of them doing their thing. But I'm an old school person, and if you want to call these these people that we're seeing the verses about old school, it is what it is. You know, but they're more my cup of tea. You know what I mean? But anyhow, that's enough for me rambling on about the verses. I hope you all enjoyed it, and hope you all enjoy what is to come still, and you take some of my suggestions and feel free to let me know what, what kind of verses battles you'd like to see. Uh, you know match a few artists you know and, and see what uh i mean look man before i close off this segment and we get to the commercial i would tell you straight up that they would have to do like a maybe a pay-per-view like lead up build up or something if the two gentlemen the two legends the two kings were alive today and they would have to build up to the main event of main events and it would have to be michael jackson versus prince that would be fucking phenomenal but unfortunately the two gentlemen are in the big stage in the sky in heaven. So anyhow, I'll be back after these messages. A word from our sponsor, TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored, episode four. Amazon's Audible service is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash TFE Radio and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash TFE Radio. That's www.audibletrial.com slash TFE Radio and get started today. And we are back here for TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored, Episode 4. This is our second segment. Thank you for joining us once again. Hope that you enjoyed the first segment where I talked about the versus battle, who I'd like to see. I wanted to get into which would you prefer, speaking of versus battles. Now, I mentioned these two gentlemen, and I'm going to throw in one more iconic figure from music legendary figure and also speaking of the pandemic so i'm all tying this together follow me as you will or if you will so which would you prefer i know that you have all had some uh, good feedback about this if you were stuck at home what one record album yes record album what one record album would you listen to from either 
Michael Jackson, Prince, or Madonna? Go ahead. I'll wait. Which one would you prefer to listen to? Which artist and which album? Me? It's all... I Man, if I had a choice and I only had the three albums, I would be happy, right? You're stuck at home and you have... The only music you have is those three artists and you had to choose one. I would choose all three, but you had to choose one. This is pretty easy for me. I would choose Michael Jackson. He is my favorite artist of all time. And, you know, like, again, if I haven't made this clear before about certain things uh, throughout different shows, I will say this. Recording artists, recording artists. As I mentioned, Tupac in the last segment is my favorite rapper of all time. He's one of my favorite artists of all time. But my favorite artist of all time is Michael Jackson. So Michael Jackson would be like one, Prince would be like 1A, you know, Madonna would be like 1A1, and then like 1A2 would be like Tupac and so on and so forth. That, that, that's kind of like how I would rank it because I couldn't rank none of them as 2 and 3 and 4. I couldn't really do it that way because I have nothing but love for all of them. And Phil Collins is another one. I'll talk about Phil Collins on this show and my love for Phil Collins eventually. And thank God he's still alive and he's still, you know, he's still alive and well and about to do a tour and all this stuff. But uh, Michael Jackson would be my choice. Uh, Not just the king of pop, but the king of music and the king of entertainment. Uh, You know, no disrespect to my other favorites of Prince and Madonna. But I would choose Michael Jackson and I would choose, of course the monster record of all time the monster album that just outsold everything and even to this day still outsells still outsells everything and that would be thriller the thriller album quincy jones had a monster monster role in producing that album uh you know the hits the cuts that came from that album you know thriller itself you know billy jean you know uh pretty young thing uh, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And those, that album, that record, I mean, I had that album when I was growing up, like everybody did growing up in the 80s. I was a kid. I didn't know, I didn't know an album from a hole in the wall because we had the old coffin in old Rexdale in the west side of Rexdale. West side of Toronto is Rexdale, where I'm from originally. Yes, I'm Trinidadian, but I was born in Toronto, the west side. And we used to have... I think if you search through my Instagram, you'll see an old picture of me and my mom when I was all, like a little guy, and we were leaning up against this. Uh, for the picture, we were leaning up against this thing that we call the coffin. And if you know what the coffin is, the coffin was um, it was an eight-track player, record player, radio player, cassette player, all rolled into one, and it was in the shape of a coffin. And when you opened it up, it had all those. Uh, those intricacies in there, all those little machines all sort of combined in one. Now, later on in life, that they would have, uh, you know, the two-in-one, the VCR and the DVD player. But this was like a monstrosity of, of, of a... Th- like, you would need, like, an entire wall, pretty much, just to have this, this, this uh, coffin. A uh, few select people that I know still have it, thank God. Yeah, that's a classic. I wonder what that's going for on eBay. But 
when that album came out and Thriller came out, had that album, put it up there, and just listened to it and was looking at the album credits, looking at the, the back cover. Of course, the legendary cover with Michael Jackson sort of doing the sideway pose, the, 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 the sweet boy, pretty boy pose, and the white jacket with the black shirt, and he had the little baby tiger with him, the tiger, I think the tiger cub. And, you know, he looked he looked like a star, like with that little um, almost uh, like heavenly looking glow on him. The way that they shot that album cover was something else in itself. But that would be the album I would choose. And just the amount of monster records that came off of that album. You know what? Just speaking of that, because I was speaking off the, off the, off the cuff about the, uh, the tracks that were on that album. But let's let's actually go here and we'll find out the let's let's just go over the actual album cuts that were on there that would make me just you know just just be entertained if I was stuck at home and there was nothing else that I could listen to this album yes want to be starting something I was gonna say that because I, I um I was gonna say want to be starting something just but I wasn't sure just because. Um, uh, there was another record that was very similar that he did in his Off the Wall album, and I can't believe I'm drawing a blank once again. But anyway, sticking to the Thriller album. So yeah, Wannabe Starting Something, Baby Be Mine, The Girl Is Mine with Paul McCartney, which is one of my favorite songs. Thriller, Beat It, Billie Jean, Human Nature, PYT, Pretty Young Thing, The Lady in My Life. You know, like, holy smokes. He had records after. I mean, this is every record on this album was like a lead single. It literally was. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is funny. It's crazy to think, though, too, because Quincy Jones, who had worked on Off the Wall with Michael, and it was true, as the quote goes, every song was a killer. It really was. Um,. Michael did go a bit dark with some of the music that he did, like Thriller. Of course, we saw the album. Uh, sorry, we saw the video for Thriller, the extended like movie cut. He was ahead of his time when he did that. I mean, that's a whole other story for a whole other time. Again, we have a long shelf life with this show, so I'll get into all these things in, in greater detail. But when he put out what was the first cinematic music video from start to finish, I think that video for thriller was about 14 minutes or so and i remember watching the behind the scenes of how they put it together and michael in makeup as the wolf as the wolf man and of course vincent price was on that record as well and uh um the young lady that was uh his love interest in the in the the video oh my god i forgot her name and I, I just saw the video again recently but anyhow um Every record on this album was just like a Billboard one Hot 100 chart topping, top 10. I mean, he he murdered the scene. I mean, let's see. Like, what was the... Uh, he had star after star after star for this album. Like, five-star album, ten-star album. He had... Um, let's see here certifications my god in argentina he went diamond 
In Australia, he went 16 times platinum. Austria, 8 times platinum. Canada, 2 times diamond, which is 20 million. 2 times platinum in Denmark. He went platinum in Finland. Diamond, which is 10 million. Um, he went... Yeah, he went platinum in Finland. He went diamond, which is 10 million in France. He went three times platinum in Germany. He went platinum in Hong Kong, platinum in Hungary, India. For some reason, there was no, there's no numbers for that. He went two times platinum in Israel. There's no number for Italy, strangely enough, except for sales since 2009 from FIMI. He went three times platinum. Japan, he went gold. Hmm, strange. Uh, two times platinum and diamond in Mexico. Eight times platinum in Netherlands. Twelve times platinum in New Zealand. Platinum in Portugal. Three times platinum in South Africa. Nothing charted for South Korea. No number, at least. Sweden, four times platinum. Six times platinum. Switzerland, 13 times platinum in United Kingdom. 33 times platinum in, uh, in in United States. Nothing charted for Yugoslavia and Europe. He went one-time platinum, but those are only for sales as of 2009. And the worldwide, it was just too big of a number to basically really, 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 really put a number to it. But I believe the album itself... Overall, I'm looking for the actual number because I saw it was like some gigantic record, like record-breaking number. Um, like record, record-breaking number. Um, by the end of 1983, Thriller became the world's best-selling album, having sold 32 million copies. It remains the best-selling album of all time, having sold over 66 million copies worldwide. To me, I think that that number is actually not accurate. I think that the number was a lot bigger than that, but I think I might be thinking about the total amount of records that, that Michael has sold overall. But, I mean, if I had to pick something from this album, just to get to that, if I had to pick one record off the actual album that would be my favorite, I would say Wannabe Starting Something. If you don't shake your ass for that album, for that record, oh man, there's something wrong with you. The Girl Is Mine has, and again, this is something that I'm going to bring up throughout the show, and I've always talked about this with some of my closest loved ones, is Haunting Records. The Girl Is Mine for something, for some reason, with Paul McCartney, is one of... Is like a haunting type of record to me for some reason. It's just the beat, the melody, the melody, um, but it is some of the one of those haunting type of records to me. But I love record. Uh, I love say 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 what you want. Uh, that song is one of the haunting songs for me too, because I remember how, where I was when I was watching the video, when I was listening to the record, when I was like just taking it in and. It is one of those really, really entertaining music songs. And you know what, Paul McCartney, everything is going to be, you know, 
better than gold. It's going to be platinum or better. And you have these two legends. I mean, Michael was already a legend at that time when Thriller came out. You know, he started very young in the business, and so did Paul McCartney, along with, you know, with the Beatles. Um, but Want to Be Starting Something would be the record that I would have on repeat. So for if I was stuck indoors for at least a good week, I would say, okay, let's be realistic here. If I was stuck indoors for at least a good three or four days, I would say at least three days. Couldn't go anywhere else, and this was the only piece of music I had was the Thriller album from Michael Jackson. I would have wanted to be starting something on repeat if there's such a thing with albums. I would have, or I just put the needle back on. That would be the the, the old school way of doing a repeat on a, on a record, on a song. I would have that playing at least half a day, you know, just by itself. So that would that would kill some of the time of me being, you know, isolated for three days or whatever the case. But want to be starting something would be on repeat for a good half a day. And then it would be like some of the other records, um, you know, Thriller, you know, The Girl Is Mine, uh, Billie Jean. Billie Jean is another haunting record, of course. Again, it's the beat, the melody, the music videos, everything that you sort of think about. And, you know, you, you, um, you, uh, you sort of, um, you sort of just like, it just sticks to you. You don't forget what it sounds like and you always bob your head. You always dance. You're always, you know the words, you sing along to it, you know, and of course, Billie Jean, at the time, during the 25th anniversary of Motown, the nationally televised event where Michael Jackson debuted the Moonwalk, that was a historic event because Billie Jean and Thriller album had just about come out at that time during the Motown 25th anniversary and the Moonwalk with Billie Jean playing and just Michael just at the top of his game he was just hitting his peak at that time his stride and the thriller album was a monster and had taken over i mean i could go on and on and on about all this but i mean that would be the one record that i would definitely just to close this up would be the one that i would uh, be listening to on on repeat as the only piece of music that I would have if I was isolated for at least three days by myself and in-house. But if I had to choose a second one, it would definitely be Purple Rain by Prince. Absolutely. That movie, that, I mean, the movie is, is somewhat cheesy. You know, it's, it's somewhat 80s cheese, but it is a classic, classic movie at the end of the day. You know, and I say 80s cheese because, you know, there's always been, if you look at some of the old 80s mo movies and some of the old 80s music videos, there was that little bit of touch of cheese that was added to it, you know, and it's like, oh, this is a little corny, but, you know, the the uh, the Prince, uh, Purple Rain, the soundtrack, I have it still, as I'm almost knocking my microphone here. I'm so excited to talk about all this stuff. Uh, the Purple Rain soundtrack, that album in itself is a classic album. That did monster numbers back when the album had come out and the movie had dropped. And, you know, Prince was at, he was hitting his peak. That's when he was catapulted into superstardom even more at that time. And, you know, Purple Rain itself, you know, Let's Go Crazy, um, you know, Darling Nikki, all these records that he had on that that soundtrack on that album was just fire like fire fire 
that would be the second album I would listen to. The third, of course, would then be Madonna's True Blue. Uh, that had, uh, I believe, Material Girl, uh, Holiday, um, and La Isla Bonita. Oh, classic, classic records. But, ah. Oh, you know, it gets you thinking. You know what I mean? This is why I try I, I try to, you know, make this segment seem interesting and in that it will get you guys thinking about what record, you know, would you listen to if you were trapped and you only had to choose one. And I give you the artists out of the options, right? Some of you may not even choose any of these artists. You may just sit in silence and just be miserable like a motherfucker. But <laughs> what, you know what I mean? Like, you, you have to choose something. It's just in, in the good spirit of, of getting conversation going and getting you to think. And you know what I mean? Like, if you think about it now, we are sort of isolated now, you know, with the pandemic going on. So, you know, you might want to just pull out a record now and say, hey, this would be the one that I would, I would listen to. I know a lot of you rock fans would pull out like some Guns N' Roses or some Def Leppard or some, uh, you know, um, ACDC or something, you know, and then that, that's something that, you know, again, as I, as you all, you clearly, from what I've been getting from the feedback, like these segments and, and, and I get this, the conversation sparked, um, you know, I'll definitely get into other forms of music that I love because I love all kinds of music. I basically love all music except for, uh, you know, certain certain genres here and there. Um, but I mean, I'll get to country too. Trust me, I'll get to country music. I know country music was one of those kinds of music that it was like, come on, you're a fucking weirdo if you like country music. But no, I do like country music. Again, I would get to, you know, talking about Dolly Parton, you know, and Kenny Rogers, may he rest in peace. Uh, you know, I would get to all of that and, and do uh, these kind of like, these kind of topics where it's like, what would you prefer again if you were trapped in the house? What rock record, one record from these particular artists or bands would you pick uh, to listen to and which album? I would get to rock, I would get to rap, I would get to dance all, I would get to soca, chutney, calypso you know, Bollywood, Hindi music, I mean, whatever, I will get into it. But again, we have a long shelf life. It is what it is. That is it for me when it comes to this segment and what, what I would choose. And it would definitely be Michael Jackson's Thriller. With no disrespect to Prince's, uh, you know, Purple Rain album soundtrack and Madonna's True Blue. Uh, I definitely, definitely would choose all three if I had the choice to choose just three. I would have a field day and I'd be cool listening to all of them. You know, the A side, the B side, and they have to be albums. They have to be albums. But anyhow, that's it for me. We are going to come back after our next commercial break. And I'm going to come back with our third and final segment. It will be food for thought as I will get you thinking once again. Be back after these messages. TFE Radio on Cotton Uncensored, Episode 4. I'm James Navarro. We'll be back after these messages. A word from our sponsor. Why Amazon's Audible? Amazon's Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Be sure to use our unique URL at www.audibletrial.com slash TFE radio to get started today. 
And we are back here for our third and final segment of TFE Radio Uncut and Uncensored, Episode 4, The Real, for Saturday, November 21st, 2020. Once again, I'm your humble host and narrator, James Strength Navarro. I'm going to get into our third and final segment. As you heard, we are talking about a little bit of an eclectic amount of things, trying to tie it all together. I'm going to give you the real about something for food for thought. Just think about this. Social media, smoke and mirrors. It is smoke and mirrors. I believe it is. You know, a lot of people that are on social media, everybody and their granny is on social media now, and everybody and their granny has a blue verified check mark. Most of which are people I've never even seen or heard of before. I'm going to be honest. And I pay attention to everything. I don't know who most of these people are who have a blue verified check mark. I think eventually I'm going to go and get mine. Because I see that the criteria for talent is very low. Me, I'm a talented person. I know that I am. I'm a smart person. I know that I am. I'm not trying to have an ego on about myself. But I see what gets over on social media. And I see what struggles. True talent struggles. And fluff and bullshit supersedes on social media. Now I keep being told that it's algorithm, algorithm, algorithm. Well, there's a man and woman that's behind that algorithm that choose to push forward on these platforms, in particular Instagram and Facebook and, you know, I would say Instagram first and foremost, that want to push what they want to see out there. Now, of course, we have Instagram models. We have people that are artists. We have people who are musicians of some sort. We have different forms of artistry, painters. You know, people who do graphic designing and drawing. And, you know, of course, we've got the stars, the celebrities. We've got the YouTubers. We've got the action. We've got the influencers. You know, everybody's an influencer these days. I would say that I am a true influencer. And I've made mention of this before. If I haven't, I will say it now. I am in market research. I've been in market research ever since 1995. It was my first legitimate job as a 16 year old at that time and i will get into all that at some other point of what i mean by legitimate job at that time and i've been through market research uh, back on what is the new incarnation of market research from 2014 for the last six years i have actually influenced products to be on the shelf everything from beverages to snacks to chocolate, to all kinds of things that you would, you know, you you normally would take for granted or you would just see and be like, yeah, I got that or I've seen that or whatever. Um, It's there. And I've helped to influence that with my opinions, with my participation and taking surveys and offering my opinions and being um, tested and being interviewed. And I get paid for this. I get paid pretty good. You know, it's, 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 it's a nice um, passive income, so to speak. But it's helped me to sort of finally get to the point where I can now bring the show to you, get the mic, you know, get the, the, this Blue Yeti mic, get the, 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 the new laptop, the equipment, uh, all the stuff that I need in order to um, or, or head everything in that direction to get everything I need to bring you this show, to bring you the content that I am bringing now and will continue to bring through this show, the blogs, the digital TV, 
you know, the eventual self-published books and all the other things going, the merchandise and so on and so forth. Of course, you know, I need help. That's why I also uh, shill the links as you hear in the commercials and you see I talk about it uh, or you hear that I talk about it at the end of the show when I speak about you can make your donations through the PayPal link to me and the company getting new equipment, getting new software, this, that, and the third and keeping everything free as possible for all of you. I just ask for donations. If you can help monetarily, then thank you. Um, And again, I will be getting to all that at the end of everything. But social media, everybody's an influencer, as I said. Now, I, as I said, I am a true influencer. Market research is one of those big things that I, I, I influence because market research will always be around. So I am legitimately a true influencer because of that. Now, this show now is going to help me become an even bigger influencer because I will give you my opinions and I will not sugarcoat anything and I will not bullshit you. I may go on a rant or two. I may ramble on a little bit. I may blab on a little bit, but you will always get the gist or the point straight up of what I'm talking about, of whether it's an opinion, whether it's facts based on an opinion, you know, there's no two shades of gray with me. It is straightforward, black and white, cut and dry. I will give you my my opinions about things. I will give you my insight about things. I'll give you my information about things, about people, places, and things. Bottom line. I am an entrepreneur. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've got multiple businesses that I am trying to launch, including this one, TFE. Uh, So far, so good. I've got you know, a reselling business on eBay. I've got all this stuff that I got going for myself so I could be 100% self-employed. I am not right now. I'm being honest. And I always said that when you see a half-naked woman on Instagram and they call themselves an entrepreneur or an influence or whatever, they are literally sort of putting themselves into a box they're boxing themselves into being stereotyped and being typecast. You know, they're not taking as seriously if they were they had come up with an opinion about something, and then here you look at their Instagram and they've, you know, they've they're showing themselves off. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that I always say like, look, if you if you feel that you're attractive, you know, you got it, flaunt it, right? But there should always be more than just that dimension to you. You should always be multidimensional, you know? You start somewhere. I always say that across the board, if you're going to be that, if you're going to be a model, okay, here's some pictures of that, but here's some other things that you do. Mix and match, you know what I'm saying? But what you see now today is smoke and mirrors, where... Number one, these Instagram models, a lot of them, are not as professional as you think. When you actually approach them to do modeling, they have an ego about them and they won't actually do any modeling. They won't even respond to messages when it comes to modeling or business or introducing yourself to them as being a person who has a business that has a modeling component or has some sort of business that you think that you can do business with them. They don't respond to their messages. They look at that as, 
you know, just uh, another way to build up their ego. They won't actually do business because they're not professional. I'm just pulling the wool back. I'm, I'm breaking the fourth wall here. These models are not professional. They're modeled by title, self-entitled. Self-entitlement, actually. It's a combination of both. It's a self-entitlement and it's a self-title they've given themselves. They'll do a little photos here and there. Somebody will take it for them, whether it be a professional photographer or one of their friends or family members or whatever. And they'll throw it up there. And because, you know, most of their followers will be, you know, red-blooded men who like seeing an attractive woman. But for the most part, you know, you... If you are a businessman, such as myself, and you approach these people, or they come to you, you would find that they're not professional, and they just have too much of an ego, and they don't actually conduct real business. They'll just take a bunch of pictures, throw it up, and it's just basically clout chasing. Again, I'm breaking the fourth wall here. You know, I know a lot of you will probably see what you see on Instagram, and if again, if you're a male, or even if you're a female, whatever, whatever your preference is, you will compliment or you will follow and compliment an attractive woman or attractive man or whatever the case. And you will be like, yo, that's, you know, it is what it is with this person. You may not look too deep into it the way that I have. You know, this is, this is the facts. These individuals are not professional. They have too much ego. Uh, they don't do anything else except for what they are putting out to show you on their social media. And because of that, they have an, an enormous following. But when they call themselves entrepreneur, I take offense to that because I am a true entrepreneur. Again, a true influencer. When they did Firefest. And they tried to put that whole thing together and they were basing it off of influencers and models and this, that, and the third from social media and YouTubers and all that. I thought that is definitely a millennial party and that's how they sort of catered it. Because if it was based off of real true talent, you would not see any of these people around at all. That's why Firefest was such a bust because a lot of those people said, oh, it's going to be the greatest party on earth and how they... We're promoting that it was Escobar's island and all this other shit. And it ended up blowing up because you had a guy who was just greedy and he was a fraudster and it did not turn out well. Unfortunately, Ja Rule got sucked underneath that as well. But a real true model, and this is just this is just advice for any models that are listening. Don't give away don't give away your whole self, you know, leave something to the imagination. Be multi-dimensional. Don't be one-dimensional. Because when time comes when you want to be taken seriously, number one, be professional. Actually go on jobs. Take people up on what they're asking or what they're offering you. Do your research. You know, don't look at every message that comes your way as being a way to get with you in a sexual way or to get your number in some kind of way to then get to you sexually. Don't look at it like that. Don't have an ego about yourself. 
because you will ultimately screw yourself over in the long run and you will be just another model quote unquote on the sidelines you know looking broke like a motherfucker and used to be a model you know you'll be that person selling your photographs you know on some site that you know nobody gives a shit about you know onlyfans.com right now has become the place where models go to now to sell their photographs to sell their videos to do customize you know this that and a third and even now that's starting to die out because everybody's on it now hell i think even casanova the rapper was is on it i think he really thinks he's sexy <laughs> anyway um he's he's funny he's funny with with that but you know he he's i guess he's making money off of it i don't know but only fans has become the new instagram now and people are linking those two together now if it came down to real true talent i've always believed that real true talent will always win out and may not always garner the biggest numbers like some of these millennials or some of these instagram models or you know these half naked chicks or whatever the case may be all this ratchet bullshit that you see you know, but it will always win out over everything that you see. We have been through different stages of fluff and mind-numbing bullshit. We have seen it. We've seen it with the Kardashians. We've seen it with, with, with Paris Hilton and what she was doing. And now she's come out and said, well, you know, that was all just for a show. You know, uh, Lindsay Lohan and all these other different people who were doing a lot of things for clout. You know, Tila Tequila. You know, all these individuals. At this point... You know, you can only get by so far with your looks and your body. This is just speaking to the females. You know, I've seen people who have had verified check marks and hundreds of thousands of followers and millions of followers, and I've never heard of these people before. Or even if I have heard of you, their numbers don't justify their lack of talent or talent. You know, or talent or lack of talent. It's all smoke and mirrors. A lot of people, too, they also pay for their for their followers. Again, I'm pulling back the fourth wall. I don't pay for my followers. I have actually put out content that I thought that I, if I'm a stranger looking at my Instagram, for example, would like to see an eclectic mix of different things, you know, pictures of myself. You know, I obviously, I got to show people that I am a real person, you know, quotes that I live by you know, sayings and statements that I live by, cool things that I love and enjoy, you know, pop culture, you know, things that are going on in, in current events, uh, you know, my passions, my loves, people that I love and that I'm with, uh, you know, as family and friends and having a good time and parties and get-togethers and dinners and stuff like that. So it's an eclectic mix. You go to some of these chicks that do their shit on Instagram, for example, or social media, and it's just one thing. Just the same consistent thing all the time. It's them and their face, their body. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But mix it up a little bit, okay? Show people that you are truly more than just a pretty face, a big set of tits, and a fat ass. Like, show that you're more than that. Show that you are, uh, you are multidimensional. That you're not just one-track-minded. That you're just like, hey, everybody, I'm going to show my body and that's it. Show different things, show different sides of you. Again, this is just free advice to you, the models, or people wanting to get into modeling. Because it is smoke and mirrors. Social media is just that. Everybody can get a blue verified check mark on social media now. 
All you got to do is hold up a sign saying that this is me. I've already had um, somebody parodying my company account at TFE Worldwide on Instagram uh, a few years back, uh, a fake account. I could easily just take that and say, hey, look, this is what's happened. Verify us. And it could happen, right? But I would say that we would be more justified in being verified as a company and as myself as a person. Because I am truly talented. I know that, you know. And so far, so good. My followers are, for the most part, legitimate people, places, and things, right? Products and services, actual other podcasts. You know, I've been getting a lot of uh, podcast-related followers on Instagram. You know, I am getting a lot of different... uh, My social media that pumps the most right now is Instagram and, funny enough, LinkedIn, right? And it's legitimate people, places and things, companies and and products and services. And then you might get the odd spam account here and there, but you know, Instagram and you know, by way of Facebook is doing a better job of getting rid of those spam accounts so that your numbers are more legitimate. But I think if they were to do an audit right now of everybody's Instagram, including some of these people I've never heard of that are in their six figures with their uh, their numbers, I think you would see a dramatic drop and they did they did do this a few years back where they audited people's accounts myself included and the numbers dropped significantly and i think they need to do that again by the way instagram if you're listening you need to make it more easier for me to change my profile picture on some of my other business accounts and you need to make it more simpler to get in contact with you because that dead email address you have for facebook it just goes to leading to a response, automated response that that nobody's monitoring that email address. You need to make it more easier for people to get in touch with you. You know, it is what it is. You're the most popular sites on on online right now. This is just side note. You need to be able to be reached, you know, much like how some of these other sites and Amazon, you can talk to somebody and you can get somebody eBay, same thing. That's just a side note. But yeah, it is smoke and mirrors. Now there will be a part two to this eventually. I will get to it. I will talk about how social media is smoke and mirrors and social media could be used for a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize this, but there is a body count when it comes to social media because of bullying and and things of that nature. If you're a wrestling fan, you would know more recently about Hana Kimura, how she was bullied on social media and she ended up killing herself. This is a Japanese young Japanese female wrestler who was also on a reality show she lost her her life through it you know all the different documentaries that were done about young ladies that were on uh, social media that were bullied and people were targeting them and they ended up killing themselves and then there's movies that have come out now about uh, social media bullying and how you could use social media for for nothing but notorious and nefarious ways Uh, the movie i saw recently uh with henry cho uh i forgot the name of it but it it it, it highlighted how social media could be a motherfucker to people. Now, I'll get into all that at some other point, but right now, it is smoke and mirrors. Don't believe everything you see and hear on social media. You know, I've always had a problem too, and I'll get into this real quick, but I've had a problem with uh, particular wrestling pages on social media, in particular, Instagram, that take copyrighted content and use clips of that copyrighted content 
to basically build up and big up their own page and build up their own numbers, padding their own numbers, as we call it. And they end up with hundreds of thousands of followers based off of other people's work, other companies' work, using WWE's clips, using uh, um, AEW's clips, using old wrestling footage, things of that nature. And they've got 500,000, 600,000, 700,000. And then eventually you see them come crashing down. Their accounts get, get either hacked or get deleted because people have reported them and people are tired of seeing things that are just not just are just fake you don't see the actual person that's running that account all you get is people that are using copyrighted content and are getting away with it and they're becoming bigger uh social media quote-unquote gurus because they're using uh stolen material it is what it is you know legitimate people that have legitimate followers like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, like 50 Cent, you know, like these people who don't post as crazy as someone like a Snoop Dogg or whatever. These are all people who who have legitimate followers and are not smoke and mirrors because they are legitimate stars. You know, Snoop Dogg has one of the biggest followings on social media, in particular Instagram. The Rock has got the most followers on Instagram, period. Uh, 50 Cent, you know, all these individuals, Eminem, Dr. Dre, so on and so forth, millions and millions, justifiably so. But then when I see some of these other individuals, and I can't even remember some of these people's names to even give you a name, but they've got millions of followers, and I'm like, who are you? Oh, I know why you're getting your followers, because you've got big fucking huge tits, and you've got a fat ass, and yes, you know, you're wearing next to nothing. Cool. What else do you do? Right? I've seen memes and I'll eventually put them on my social media. And again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with seeing that, but just make it, you know, as a word of advice, make it more multidimensional. Show me something else because you can't just be a pretty face and be a, a curvy, you know, woman and that's it. And, and dudes, if you're a businessman, show what do you do for business? Don't put a bunch of pictures of you balling out. Because to me, all that is just smoke and mirrors. What do you really do? What is your business? You know, don't give me this, oh, I do uh, I do uh, Forex trading and stock trading and all this bullshit. Show me what do you do. Don't flash, you know, pictures of you having money and shit. I don't care about all that. I got money. I got my own money. And I'm making my own money with this show. And I'm using it for, for the greater good to make this show even better and to make everything I'm doing better you know better myself and better my company and pay people and provide jobs for people what do you do if you're an entrepreneur because i don't want to just rag on on supposed entrepreneurs who are female who are half naked or whatever the case again there's nothing wrong with that i'm a man you know i see that i'm like cool you do you i do me that's it real talent will win out at the end of the day but you could also be you know um a very voluptuous you know, full-figured model with with big breasts and big ass and all that stuff. But you could also be a talented individual. I can name a few of them, but I won't at the moment. And they are, you know, very physically attractive, but at the same time, you know, by today's standards. And they are natural, but they are also naturally talented that do jewelry, like high-end jewelry that are actual 
entrepreneurs that do put up books and magazines and are publishers and do influence the market in market research uh, through the way of market research that are YouTubers that, you know, do makeup hauls and put out cosmetic lines and perfume lines and clothing lines and are real legitimate entrepreneurs. And these are just the females I'm talking about that are actual models or actual attractive, quote unquote, women. I also or just regular day, everyday, you know, quote unquote, hot women. You know what I mean? Same thing with with dudes that are not well known but are entrepreneurs i do see because i'm trying to give you the good and the bad about social media but it is smoke and mirrors for the most part but the good i do see with certain individuals that are males they also do the same thing as the female counterparts and they do put out the businesses that they do and there are legitimate businesses it's a if it's a restaurant if it's whether it's a West Indian restaurant, East Indian restaurant, or just whatever type of restaurant, it's some kind of business where they're selling T-shirts or they're selling all kind of paraphernalia. Uh, they're selling all kinds of positive uh, notebooks or notepads and and um, you know positive books and self-help and things of that nature. They are real true influencers, and their numbers are justified and equate to what you see. But like I say, you see a lot of this fluff and fuckery that is out there on social media and you're like, who are you and why do you have so many followers and yeah, why do I still not know you and what do you do? You know, what do you do? Like, what do you really do? What's your contribution to society? What's your contribution to the entertainment business if you say you're in it, but yet you don't put nothing out there that shows that you are a helpful, useful person proponent of the entertainment business or the sports world or any other form of entertainment or music or fashion or film or documentaries or or or, or politics or uh you know restaurants and or whatever like what do you do like what do you do so this is the word of advice for the models the hot women the 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 men who claim that they're ballers and entrepreneurs and all this show me something show the world that you're just more than just what you're throwing out there on your social media to get a bunch of likes because now it's not even about the likes i've got almost 1300 followers on social media and i can't i can't bust five likes for a picture nowadays and it's just because how it is now you know hashtags don't mean shit anymore you know it's just how the people that are behind these platforms want to really push and who they want to push. It's selective. It is what it is. Again, I'm breaking the fourth wall with this. It is selective. You know, the woman that is attractive that has all these followers because they're attractive is who is going to get seen first. It's unfair. It's not right, but life is not fair, right? But like I said, I keep doing me you ladies whatever whoever you keep doing you and we'll see who wins out at the end of the day and we'll see who is still around after it's all said and done i'm still here and i've been trying to launch my company for the longest time personal reasons aside personal problems aside here it is this is my company it's just going to continue to grow and grow and get more and more familiar you'll see my social media get bigger and bigger and bigger you'll see it you will see it you know, you'll see the consistency of everything that I do. And you will say that my brand, TFE, is the brand for you and all the other brands that I've created under the TFE banner and under the JN Enterprises banner. You will see that what's still around and thriving and striving and surviving. And then you will see 
what will fall by the wayside. If you are one of these people who feel that you want to diversify your social media, come talk to me. If you want, if you're one of these people that are want to get onto social media but don't know how to really make an impact, I could tell you first and foremost, start slow with something, but try to uh, try to throw some things out there and make it eclectic. It's kind of like when we did our modeling shoots for our our young upstart models back then. Our our uh, I, would, I don't want to say amateur models, but the models that wanted to be models and models that were already models did a bit here and there. I said to all these young ladies, uh, we can help to try to provide, um, provide clothing for you. If you have some of your favorite outfits, this is what I want. I want to see, and this is the, what I'm bringing this to full circle for the point I'm trying to make here. Make it eclectic. Okay, I tell these models, these young ladies, make your looks look eclectic. Make it look different. Um, if you're comfortable wearing a bikini, bring your bikini. If you have a swimsuit, bring your swimsuit. If you have something cultural that you want to wear, wear that. If you have something business attire, wear, wear that. Bring that. If you have something that is conservative, bring that. If you have something that's sexy and sassy, bring that. If you have something that is... Um, serious bring that um and mind you i always make sure that none of these ladies have ever done um you know like open leg shots or stuff like that because uh, you know never try to demean these women never but this is how you get your models over this is how you as a model should get over you show the diverse looks of yourself and also show the different things and the different talents that you can do don't just be a pretty face. Again, a big set of tits and a big set of ass. You know, a big set of ass. You have one ass. You know what I'm saying? But don't just show that. Show everything about yourself. And speak a little bit in your videos. Talk about this, you know, some of the concerns you have. Like, Just make it diverse so that you're not pigeonholing yourself into this box with like, ah, she's just a fucking... You know, she's just a triple D broad with natural big tits and whatever. And, you know, she's got the big ass and the pretty face and the curvy body. Yeah, we can't take her seriously. If you're going to start with social media or you're going to diversify it and fix it up and clean it up a bit and make it more multidimensional, put different things out there. Don't just put the, the hot selfie of yourself or the hot full body shot of yourself. Again, I'm talking about the, the females. Diversify it. Show the different looks. If you're a model, show the different looks of things, that different looks you could pull off. Show the different things that you do in your off time or in your, your if you volunteer or something like that. Show that you do make an influence and you do, you do have that influence and you do and will continue to be a true content creator. Diversify what you put on your social media. Because someone like me will come along and go, yo, I like this girl's vibe. <coughs> Excuse me. I like this girl's vibe. Yeah, she's not just a quote-unquote attractive woman, but she's got more to her than just the looks. You know? She's got other things that she's doing. Same thing with the dudes. I'm looking at all of you guys too. If you're an entrepreneur, show the different things that you do entrepreneurial. What do you do? 
I should not have to ask you. You should show just in the picture what it is that you do. Holding money to your ear does not tell me that you make money and how you make money. Because any motherfucker could do that. Some of the dumbasses I've seen that have done that have been stupid ass criminals who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Again, I'm from the streets. You don't do shit like that and boast about it on social media. You don't do stuff like that. Show me what you do as an entrepreneur. Show me what you do. Show me the things that... Don't show me the money. Show me how you make that money. That's why I like Patrick Bet David from Valuetainment. He's not afraid to talk about the business deal and the breakdown the business deal of people like Joe Rogan, who is the top podcaster. And eventually I want to get to his level, if not beyond his level. Again... I'm starting somewhere, it's going to take time, of course, but I want to get to that level, right? I want you, as an entrepreneur, gentlemen, or even women, show me what you can do. Don't show me the money, show me how you make your money. Because if this is what it is, you know, social media, including Instagram, now gives you the option to... Put as your title for your profile, entrepreneur, blogger, excuse me, um, I hope you didn't hear that, I apologize, uh, content creator, businessman, uh, foodie, uh, whatever, whatever the, the titles are of this, of, of this day and age now. You can choose your profile and stick to that and show why you've chosen that title. What makes you an entrepreneur? What makes you this? What makes you that? Even if it's quotes or whatever, what you live by, show me something. Because then I will look at that and go, yo, this dude's got a good vibe, man. He's not just a fitness guy, for example. He's not just a fitness guy flexing his muscles and you know, and, and, and showing off. He's... He's got some business savvy to him. Yeah, let, let, let me holler at this dude and see what's up with this guy. He, he, may, he looks like he's got some good business ideas. He's got some good ideas for, for, for startup businesses or for um, existing businesses or, or you know, some sort of uh, you know, acquisition that we could do together or you know, some ideas that we can sort of feed off of each other. You know, let me get in touch with this, this guy or this girl. They got, I like the vibe. You know, they're showing me something here. You know, has to be like that. Can't be one dimensional. But right now it's smoke and mirrors. And then that's the other thing. Again, just to close this off, I'm going a little bit over the time here. But, and I will get to this. I'll, I'll close it off with this because we will definitely get to a part two of social media and it being smoke and mirrors. Um, on a personal level and even on a business level, you. You need to show more than what you show and stop portraying a certain lifestyle, portraying a certain life that you're so happy. I always keep it real with my social media. You're either seeing me smiling or seeing me just doing my usual confidence pose with the chin up and, you know, that sort of thing with the, the, the strength pose, I will call it. Stop faking your shit on social media. You know, they always say, fake it till you make it. In this case, don't do that. Don't do that. If you're sad, fuck, show you're sad. You know, you're going to have people that will come out of the woodwork that will 
that, that will come out and be concerned if you know you're you're posting something that's bothering you or if you're not feeling good or whatever the case may be or if you've got concerns you know like be real with it don't always just keep saying i'm living my best life and you know, everything's on fleek and you know I, i'm i'm doing me and i'm living the best life and you know i'm happy and all this other bullshit because it's easy to tell when someone's miserable as a motherfucker just looking at these pictures you can see you can tell keep it real on social media let's have no more smoke and mirrors let's have no more faking it till you make it so if that's something i will eventually get to to you know maybe part two or part three of this whole social media and you know this whole food for thought segment anyhow i hope i've made enough sense here and i've sort of gotten you thinking you know about social media and what it really represents right now right now i believe it represents social media is a platform to show smoke and mirrors of what a person's life and personality really is like and everybody's an entrepreneur it's not true not everybody's an entrepreneur not everybody's an influencer not everybody is a content creator you know you throw a bunch of pictures up there that does not make you an entrepreneur show me something show me something it's like what i say about um people on the on the trinidad show i always say i encourage my fellow trinidadians especially that live in trinidad come out of your 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 shell and take the chance of becoming a youtuber a blogger an entrepreneur uh, a businesswoman a businessman a model you know whether you're male or female uh you know an artist of some sort in particular musician uh come out of your shell and get on these platforms and show the world how it's really done real true talent will always win out again real true talent will always win out over the fluff and the smoke and mirrors of what we see in today's society of social media it is what it is having said that ladies and gentlemen i'm done went over the time limit here uh speaking about this again you know these are things that i'm passionate about and that i have noticed and i have experienced and gone through you know, as you listen to this show and I keep things consistent and I keep it breezy around this bitch, I hope that our social media gets better and bigger as well so that we can get our word out there a lot more as you hear a little bit of noise from our our little studio participants in the background here. Um, you know, I hope that you all join us on social media. So uh, speaking of which, as I mentioned earlier, you could join my company on social media. You could join us on Instagram at TFE Worldwide. Uh, TFE Worldwide on Twitter, uh, TFE Worldwide on Facebook, um, The Franchise Entertainment on LinkedIn. Uh, you can also, actually I didn't mention this, but uh, JN Enterprises on LinkedIn as well. We have our It's My URL slash TFE Worldwide. You can join me on social media at TFE Navarro on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, or again, just look for James Navarro. It's the same profile picture you'll find everywhere else. Uh, you can donate if you feel that you want to help us out. You could use the triple uh, dot paypal me dot sorry triple I always screw this up paypal triple w dot paypal dot me slash tfe navarro. That's t f e n a v a r r o. Or you could use our Amazon's Audible link. You can get yourself a free Amazon Audible 
service going for the first 30 days and again if you keep it you pay 14.95 a month and you have almost 200,000 audiobooks all kinds of content at your disposal you keep your free downloaded audiobook when you first start the service to get your 30-day trial going and we get a little kickback and you know that's it that is there's the shilling and we hope that you will join us back here next week for episode five it will be our fifth week in business with this podcast network how about that hey we've come a long way already and it's going by so fast i am having fun doing this show i don't like particularly hearing myself speak but you know eventually uh i'll get more used to it and we'll have some guests on and we'll have some you know uh people to bounce stuff off of you know like co-hosts and things of that nature but again we've got a long way to go still i'm in this for the long haul i'm here to entertain you the people and get you all thinking and 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 drop some knowledge and drop some bombs on all of you you know and keep it breezy around here as i keep as i keep saying but um, that's it for me i am your humble host and narrator james strength navarro please join us once again here next week and uh don't be afraid to say hello when you see me out in the street or you see me uh in the grocery store remember keep your masks on and uh you know keep the social distancing going you know hopefully we're at the end of this thing finally and uh, again don't be afraid to say hello even on social media and thank you very much to all of you who have supported this show to this point and our other shows tfu radio trinidad tfu radio wrestling the network overall my company myself for all the great wonderful feedback for the donations for the social media follows i thank you and thank you to all the countries that have joined us and of course podcast index is our newest platform that we are on adding it to the 60 plus platforms that we're on and next week i will be announcing on this show which i will probably announce first on social media i will announce a huge huge platform that we are on and gotten the good word about it i won't say it just yet because i'm just working out a few kinks with it but uh, i will be making the announcement next week of the major platform that we are on and some of the countries that we have hit with this new platform thank you that's it good night god bless we will chat next week again listen to tfe radio wrestling and trinidad after the show is done or you could listen to no, no shows which i hope that you don't do i hope that you do do i hope you do do the do do <laughs> anyway you know what i'm saying i'm out Take care, everyone.